0: Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast.
1: (laughs) It's the oddest and fastest you've ever placed on that.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I bet I've had odder and faster before. (laughs) I guess I was just worried. You're already a little punchy that you might try to jump right in.
2: (laughs) Try again, but faster.
0: (laughs) No, I think we're... Once more with feeling. (laughs) Auctioneer speed. Once more with feeling um, Uh and at auctioneer speed. I don't know (laughs) if I can accomplish both, but... Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice a golden girls podcast. Is that enough feeling? Yeah, so I mean main touch my leg. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once more, with uh. feeling. <laughs> like feeling a little higher. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So this episode was written by Hey, Mark. hey,
2: son of a bitch.
0: I don't even know you're here yet. <laughs> He's ready.
2: Exactly. He's on fire.
0: I am Alan and I am joined by a deceitful old woman whose only purpose isn't hurting people. Brent, hello, and uh, <laughs> nothing but a vulgar collection of perverse sexual acts that are sheer and utter filth. <laughs> Ski, amen. And today we are going to be going over season five, episode twenty-one, "Sisters and Other Strangers." Uh, you, you may have already picked up on this, since uh, Brent's so chomping at the bit to start, but mm-hmm. he will be doing our uh, our recap today. We all,
1: we all got places to go later. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you have that many places to go. <laughs> Just have home.
0: Yeah, that's my place. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I let Brent kick it off, I did want to mention a couple listener interactions So we this, had.
1: is this our third place? Like, people have, like, three places, like, home, work, and a third place?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the one, one of the few things. I mean, I, I guess for me, I'd have to say my third place would probably be, like, the kid's school or something, mm-hmm. because during the school year, I'm there every day, but mm-hmm. I don't spend time there. I just yeah. pick them up and drop them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as some place that I actually go and spend time with on a regular basis, yeah, this would be my third. Yeah. Well,
2: this Technically, lose still home for you. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true, too. But I consider
0: uh, this, like, separate.
1: Mm-hmm, separate home.
0: and not equal. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. well, so we had interactions. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, we got a message from uh, Tammy.
1: <laughs> oh, hello, Tammy.
0: That uh, her and her wife went to see uh, the Golden Girls on the big screen today. Oh, nice. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I know we had talked about doing and, and didn't get around to. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like something they're going to do consistently, though, so yeah, yeah, I think we'll have more chances. And I'm
1: not sure why they were doing one the other day, like if it's anniversary of something. or Yeah,
0: or I'm not sure either. But uh, yeah, I, did. I hope they
1: keep it up and hope we get to do someday.
0: She said it was amazing, and I said, uh, I hope there was no showings of a brother, can you spare that jacket? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said, no, they, they were a crowd pleaser for all. They were all great episodes, including her uh, all-time fave from, Steven C- from season seven, mm-hmm. but she didn't specify what that one yeah. is, so I guess we'll see if it falls yeah. in line with us when we get that far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad she didn't, because now there's no pressure to do a better job on that recap. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we had uh, another interaction also from Jennifer.
1: Oh, hello, Jennifer. Uh,
0: she was commenting on one of the recent posts that I had made mm-hmm. um, where... You know, every Monday I put that a post was, out yeah. there just, you know, advising people that a new episode's out with something yeah. that I, I hope comes across as humorous. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, one that I did good recently. I am sure. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. They're not all hits, but this one I yeah. thought was a good one. Yeah. Um, this was for the episode, uh, like the beep, beep, beep of the tom-tom. Oh, yeah. Which That's just came out uh, for right. us anyway. Yeah. And I said like that. Uh, heart list- surgery,
2: right? Exactly. The yeah. pacemaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I said, uh, <laughs> listening to this podcast has a lot in common with getting a pacemaker. It's a minimally invasive procedure. You can return to normal activity soon after. And there are likely some questionable life decisions that brought you to this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Jennifer, uh, she had commented on that, um, heavy on the questionable life choices. <laughs> and I just said, your questionable choices led you to listening, and our questionable choices led us to uh, making the podcast in the first place, so we deserve each other. Nice. And she agreed. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. See, I've got a couple more uh, for the next episode, but cool. I think that'll be good for...
2: Tie us over for now, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: tie us for now, and Brent can start off on his recap. Yeah.
2: Fire away. Right. El Capitan. <laughs> oh, El Capitan sitting to my left.
0: <laughs> what would you be? Would you be El Lieutenant-on? Lieutenant? <laughs> I can see him as Lieutenant. Lieutenant, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Left-tenant>. <laughs> Isn't that the British way of saying it? <laughs> is it? Something like it's that. Like,
2: yeah. Huh. That's why I've heard... Like, I brain. don't
0: know if it's spelled Lieutenant, but yeah, there is a... a Mm-hmm. Rank that is referred to as lieutenant. Yeah, um, but it, I'm not sure the spelling or the ranking where it falls.
1: Yeah. So what is? How do you pronounce it? Is it yeoman, yamen, Yeoman? yamen? For, for what? Like on a ship. Like oh, uh, y e o m a n. Like how do you pronounce that? I think I it's e- not I think it's yeoman. Yeoman?
0: Yeah. Like a. Yeoman-like or yeoman-like uh, journey, something like maybe yeah. it's more like yeoman. Yeoman, yeah. Okay, I, I don't. It's one of those things that I've only ever read. I've never heard anybody actually
1: say it aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through um, um, reading those Star Trek novelizations, one of them that I read was called um, like first journey or first voyage or something like that, and it was basically about Captain Kirk first taking over. You know, captaining uh, the enterprise, okay. and you know, sort of assembling the crew and everything like that. and Yaoman Rand, who was like, you know, a popular character and mm-hmm. you know, in the original series and and beyond and everything, it was talking about her backstory and everything like that. and it was one of those things that. It was just horrible. <laughs> like, they provided some details of her life mm-hmm. that, like, she'd seen some shit. <laughs> and, and I don't much care for that. Like, now, like, because I never much cared for the character. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that it's just, like, the actress herself had the RBF. And I was like, I don't much care for the cut of that Yowman's jib, you know, <laughs> but now that I know what she's gone through, I feel bad for ah. disliking the character. <laughs> I was like, I need to cut her some slack. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was listening to another podcast. I won't mention the names or anything just because no one else would like to know who I'm talking about, but two of the people who are part of the podcast had gone on a trip recently together uh-huh. where they had spent a lot of time um, in the same place. Uh-huh. And uh, one of them was talking about how horrible and sad the stories were <laughs> that <laughs> the one was telling. <laughs> and and the, the one that he was talking about is kind of the, the shit heel of the, uh-huh. uh, of the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, it does make you feel a little worse. Like, uh-huh. maybe I shouldn't dislike this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's had a tough, tough uh, road <laughs> to <Yeah. the> <laughs> so, Anyway.
1: Um, I
2: had a question. Yeah, continue.
0: You said RBF.
1: What yes.
2: That, what does that stand for? Uh,
1: resting bitch face.
2: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I've um, heard of that. I just never uh, had it in the uh, yeah, abbreviated form. form you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to use less profanity.
2: Mm. I liked it. I like
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ski uses, I, I think we mentioned this maybe on the very last podcast about how Ski tries to not cuss at all, uh-huh. other than the fact that he's totally fine with his vulgar genitalia you know, comments. I,
2: I have cut that down, too, I think. Oh, really? I think so. <laughs> By being a grandpa, it's,
0: it's made me a <laughs> oh, never, never mind. Stop calling your wife the C word all the time. That's right, uh... <laughs> yeah. Or at least around, around the grandson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not as much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cut down on it, not cut out, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to completely shelter the boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we have someone. I, I don't know if they're a listener at all, but someone who's a follower on uh, the Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's Instagram handle something like C yeah. word Aaliyah or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's cool. As long as it's just like self applied. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can anybody can call themselves whatever they want to call themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly.
1: But, However you choose to identify is all right by me. Yep. So, you ready to... Yeah, go for it. I'm ready, (laughs) too. I have no more questions. (laughs) (laughs) Save any further till the end. (laughs) All right. So, Golden Girls, Season 5, Episode 21, Sisters and Other Strangers. Uh, This episode was written by Mark Cherry, uh, pre-Desperate Housewives, and Jamie Wooten, Mm. pre-Golden Palace. Mm. It was directed by Terry Hughes, pre-Next Week's episode. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So, uh, the original... (laughs) We don't really know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're assuming that they uh, air these in the order they record them, but we don't know that for sure. I, I peaked. <laughs> so the original air date. <laughs> I can't disprove him. I mean, yeah, that's it's fair. Like, I have no way of knowing the literal recording schedule for these. <laughs> <laughs> I was just riffing off what Ski said. Oh, gotcha.
1: <laughs> so the original air date was March third, nineteen ninety. If this was your birthday, you'd be a Pisces with a life path number of seven. You'd have great intellectual abilities, a strong creative streak, an ability to handle unknown situations, and a great deal of flexibility. If you're looking to take a lover, it'd behoove you to consider a Scorpio, and whatever you do, don't lay down with either a Sagittarius or an Aquarius.
0: Oh, well, I'm an Aquarius. And I'm
2: you. a Sagittarius, and he's a Scorpio. I think I you just think, say, I think I, you laid that out on I purpose.
0: There may so be
1: so something too. to this <laughs> astrology <laughs> after all.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to be with any of those. What are they again? <laughs> Somebody with great flexibility. No, no. The, the what was the sign? The astro. Oh, there are Pisces. Oh, Pisces. Yeah, I don't want to be any Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> so, what well, what what are the dates or what's when did this episode come out again? Uh, March third, nineteen eighty.
2: you were just worried that maybe Sherry was close. Right, up. exactly. I did not want
0: to <laughs> put my foot in my mouth. Yeah.
2: So. I, I only know like a handful of them. Yeah. Proceed, really pay attention.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, so Proceed, sorry.
1: It's fine. So if we're talking about March 3rd in history, as we tend to do when we do an episode that debuted on March 3rd. Mm-hmm. 1799, uh, the Russo-Ottoman siege of Corfu ended when the French surrendered. Some things never change. Um, 1847. Did they eat cheese? <laughs> they did. <laughs> Lousy monkeys. Uh, 1847, uh, the world said ahoy hoy to Alexander Graham Bell.
0: That's when he died? Uh, when he was born. Oh, okay. I guess... It, Hello. You say it works either way, or is a hoy" only a hello?
1: I think it's only a hello. Oh, okay. I don't think you
0: say it at the end of a call. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. It's a greeting. Yeah, it's a salutation, not a antonym of salutation. Well, you yeah, know, there are some <laughs> words like, like "aloha" that can be both. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't yeah. know if a hoy" had multiple applications. No, no. I'm... Sorry, I didn't realize you were an expert okay. on old-timey greetings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Mr. Byrne knows it.
0: That's true.
1: You don't spend as much time as I do on the Davenport with an 1812 (laughs) thesaurus. Uh, That's fair.
0: With the plastic still on the Davenport. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, 1860, uh, Hall of Fame pitcher John Montgomery Ward was born. Five days after Lee Richmond threw the National League's first perfect game, John Montgomery threw the second perfect game, and the third perfect game would not occur in the National League for another 84 years. Wow, that's weird. That
2: is a long period. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd have like two within a week, and then nothing for (laughs) for eighty-four years. That's a long time. Yeah, Um, in
0: eighteen
1: eighty-two, famous Italian businessman Charles Ponzi was born.
0: Like the Ponzi scheme? Yes. Very nice. not, I guess, but still. Yeah. He's famous, ain't he? That's true. So <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly.
1: You met the definition. right?
2: He's here on this podcast all of a sudden, so, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1918,
1: a Belgian political economist and laissez-faire advocate, Gustave de Molinari was born. His book, The Production of Security, is the cornerstone of anarcho-capitalism. And if you're not hip to anarcho-capitalism, or ANCAP, as the kids are calling it, <laughs> It's a political philosophy that advocates for the abolition of centralized states. It it says that the control of private property is equivalent to self-control, and you and your property would be defended by private agencies and or insurance companies. You would select who you wanted to protect you based upon fair market rates, and they would fulfill the roles previously held by the courts and the police.
0: Uh, So was that the uh, system that you ascribed to as well? (laughs) Well, anarcho <laughs> being anarchy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep, and capitalism being capitalism.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's just everything's based so upon basically. So basically, instead pay. of yeah. having cops that
2: would protect us all, you just have to buy your own security? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sounds very futile.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It does. And it seems like if somebody could afford, you know, better security than you, then you might end up losing your shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> Get ready for the purge, mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, if that happens, and other people may not want to hire your security company because they're like, oh, well, they can be outnumbered or whatever.
0: Highest uh, bidder, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. You about done looking up whether a hoy hoy can? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> In 1920, James Doohan, uh, who played my oldest daughter's favorite Star Trek character, Scotty, was born. Beyond portraying the finest engineer in the history of Starfleet, James Doohan was part of the D-Day invasion. He took out two snipers, led his troops to a field of anti-tank mines, and secured the higher ground. He was rewarded with six bullet wounds, four in his leg, one in his chest, and one through the middle finger of his right hand. He lost that finger, and that's why he kept his right hand hidden whenever possible while filming Star Trek. Um, he would have lost his life, except the bullet to the chest was stopped by a silver cigarette case his brother had given him. Wow.
0: Yep. See, cigarettes, they're not all bad. Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. They saved Scotty. In mm-hmm. uh, 1923, Barney Martin, who played Seinfeld's dad, was born. He was a cool guy, and I hope we get to discuss him more when, when we recap Season 6, Episode 21, Witness, six months from now. Mm. Spoiler alert, that's the one where Barney played Carl the cheese Man Moran.
0: Man, I wish you wouldn't have, have spoiled that because now that episode's barely worth watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sure, we'll find something to talk about. Uh, Quite ni- confident, Alfred. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> in
2: 1945,
1: Australian director George Miller was born. He's best known for directing uh, Mad Max, Mad Max 2, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Mad Max Fury Road, and Babe 2: Big in the City.
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're almost <laughs> the same movie, really. Exactly, they really are. I mean, do you even want to live in a world where there's a pig in the city? I, I'm <laughs> Not me. Exactly. I'm confident
2: he probably directed more than that, but that would be awesome if that was his whole resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and then a a once,
0: once he finished Babe 2, he was like perfection. I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm well,
2: Fury Road was well after Babe 2, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, was he? He was. He did the. He did the, yeah. he did the modern one also. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Fury Road was the most recent one. Okay. Well, then I guess. He was was weighing his options between Babe 3. He was was going that direction. Which well am I going to revisit? I
1: feel
2: married to Mad Max at this point.
1: You know, um, my biggest fear about that bullet point item was when I got there, I would accidentally say Furry Road. Uh. Which would have been a totally different movie. That would have been one of those Freudian slips, I imagine. Exactly. Yeah, We're going to talk about Freud next week. Uh 1953, underappreciated singer-songwriter Robin Hitchcock was born. He's got dozens of albums, either solo with his various bands, but my personal favorite is his self-titled album from 2017, and if you're a fan of Revolver-era Beatles rock, that self-titled Robin Hitchcock album is good, as what, is good for what ails you. Uh 1962, photographer Glenn Friedman was born. I own exactly two photography books, and Glenn did both. Wow. Yep. His book, Keep Your Eyes Open, is the definitive collection of Fugazi pictures, and his book, Together Forever, should be owned by anyone who has ever loved Run DMC and or the Beastie Boys.
2: Do you say Fugazi? Like
1: fakes? Mm-hmm. Ooh, what? like Fugazi?
2: Who? Fugazi is like a fake, right? Isn't uh, that a, I don't know. In the Italian for, for don't, a fake?
0: I don't know.
1: Uh, maybe. I don't know. Oh. Fugazi. It could be. I don't know.
0: Okay, well... well What is Fugazi in reference to uh, his definitive book of Fugazi Pictures? Uh, It's a punk band. Oh, okay. Yep. See, I, I had no idea about that. Did you... No. Yeah, that's no, what I'm I figured. Sorry. I thought he and I were on the same page. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I
1: thought we discussed their in on the Kill
0: Taker album at some uh, point. We may have, but that's, <laughs> that's been a few episodes back. <laughs> exactly. And
1: when I say discuss, I mean I read something to you. About right. It. <laughs> well, I was
0: probably looking on my phone trying to disprove something you told me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thus lives on the dynamic. Right.
2: <laughs> the power struggle is real. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in 1970, uh, Julie Bowen, who was not on Doogie Howser, M.D., was born. Uh, she was in Happy Gilmore, Ed, and Lost. So that's something.
0: You pronounce it Bowen. He call, you pronounce it Bowen.
1: Bowen. Bowen. Tomato. Tomato. It's probably Bowen. You're probably yeah. right.
0: Mm-hmm. I got
1: that one. She's on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she was. Uh, she's the mom or something. On, yeah, in a on Modern family. family. Yeah. 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 That's she's
1: something. hot. She is an attractive lady. She's very hot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. Yeah.
1: So, uh, 1982.
2: Alan's <laughs> yeah, giving a weird look. like Real, real
1: nice input there, Ski. I would love it. We did an episode where your sole contribution was just occasionally saying, I'd do her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Every time we talk about Blanche. <laughs>
1: like, somebody say Frida Claxon, I'd do her.
0: <laughs> He'd be saying it a lot. He would be. A younger Ski was not discriminant, <laughs> <that's pretty sure. laughs>
1: Any for Port in the Storm for that yowman. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> I think it was Yowman or Yeoman or whatever. Uh-huh. Bo- Boson is a weird word, too, that has to do with sailing. Boson? Yeah, like it's like spelled like Botswain. Mm. Bo-son. Oh, yeah.
1: Bo-son.
2: yeah. Go on, sorry. That's fine.
1: Uh, in 1982, prepper wife and alleged anti-vaxxer Jessica Beal was born. Mm. In 2008, Norman Hurricane Smith died. He engineered all of the Beatles songs through Rubber Soul, and after being promoted to producer, he worked on the Pretty Things concept album SF Sorrow and those first few Pink Floyd albums. And in 2012, conceptual designer and illustrator Ralph McQuarrie died. Ralph probably contributed more to Star Wars than anyone else, not named George Lucas. Very Wow,
2: nice. very cool. Yeah. So. Not that he died, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has <laughs> but that legacy. he lived. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> in the same time as us, right? You know, although he got a head start on us,
0: and yeah, we blasted him. But uh, imagine, imagine how much we could have accomplished had we been born 10 years ago
1: mm, or yeah. 10
0: years earlier. 10 years earlier? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That would
1: put me 55, mm. um, which is, you know, prime podcasting years. <laughs> Definitely.
0: I mean, you're already the prime podcasting demographic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. You ready? Yep, go. Cool. All right. So. <laughs> that sounded like really aggressive cool. <laughs> you're like, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. Act one, part one. Uh, the episode <laughs> <laughs> So the episode starts with Dorothy offering uh, Sophia something that tastes like disinfectant. Sophia feels that she's failed as a mother until she realizes it's for Stan. then she's never been prouder. Uh, Stan is bringing his Czechoslovakian cousin Magda to visit the Goldens. Uh, Rose is going all out to decorate a cake for Magda. Apparently, she didn't want to embarrass herself in front of yet another visiting communist. Uh, the cake includes an illustration of Magda fleeing some Czechoslovakian hounds. Uh, we don't get to see a picture, but after tasting the frosting, Sophia comments that they're good dogs. Rose right. and a seed is planted for a future meme. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: there was a. I did enjoy the line there when she, when uh, Dorothy was having Sophia taste the sauce mm-hmm. that she said something like, uh, "Wouldn't it be easier to put a pillow over my face when I sleep?" Yeah, I thought that was a pretty yeah, solid you- one
2: find out was for Stan, she's like, I think you need a few more drops of, like, disinfectant right. or something.
0: <laughs> and not to get ahead of things at all, um, but I was so happy when this was a Stan-free episode mm-hmm. <laughs> because, of course, yeah. I was fully expecting Stan to show up with yeah, Magda, yeah. Mm-hmm. but thankfully Stan stayed away.
1: Yeah, Herb Edelman had a, a prior engagement. <laughs> uh, so Blanche enters the kitchen to announce that her sister Charmaine is visiting. Apparently she's followed in Tennessee Williams' footsteps and tried her hand at writing the great Southern novel. She's come to town to promote her recently published postbellum Bellum Pot Boiler. Uh, before Charmaine can arrive, an eastern wind blows Magda onto the Golden's doorstep. The Golden's hope that Magda is nothing like Stan. Upon entering their house, Magda says something complimentary and then pivots to something about sex. The Zbornak gene
0: is dominant in this one. So, uh, um, how proud of yourself were you when you came up with Post Bellum Pot <laughs> Oh, so, so happy. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't take a breath after that one just to bask <laughs> yeah. in it for a moment. <laughs> I love that so much.
1: Like, postbellum is a word that I love to use, and potboiler yeah. <laughs> is a word I
0: love to use, and to be able to combine them both. Yeah, you got the alliteration and all that. Exactly. And,
1: and you know, <laughs> included published, you know, oh, right. recently published postbellum potboiler. Very nice. Yeah. I love a little alliteration. <laughs> um. So, Magda announces that Stan won't be joining her. They had a disagreement over how much uh, he was charging. (laughs) Honestly, it's not surprising that Stanley's adopted a cash, grass, or ass policy. (laughs) Of course, for cousin Magda, it'll have to be cash or grass. Stanley won't accept a check for payment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure where it was going, I wasn't sure what the punchline would be, but that was a good one. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Proud of that one. (laughs) You should be.
1: Uh, The first act ends with the Goldens deciding that Magda will stay with them. After all, it wouldn't be an episode of the Goldens if they didn't have a house guest. Mm -hmm. does seem like one of their uh, tropes. Yeah, exactly. It's a recurring theme. So we've got a little Act 1 interstitial. um, I'm calling it an across-the-pond puddle jump. Okay. And it's about Czechoslovakia.
0: Okay, very nice.
1: So Czechoslovakia was a foreign state formed in October of 1918. It eventually morphed into a socialist republic. And during this time, Czechoslovakia adopted a command economy, and the state made decisions regarding the production and availability of goods and services. In November of 1989, the Velvet Revolution occurred, and this nonviolent transition of power moved Czechoslovakia from a single-party system to a parliamentary republic. And then, the following years, Czechoslovakia held its first democratic elections in almost 50 years. And on January 1st, 1993, Czechoslovakia peacefully split into two countries, the Czech Republic and the Slovak Republic. When it comes to choosing between the Czechs and the Slovakians, I'm hashtag Team Slovak. Milos Forman, who directed Man on the Moon, is a kick-ass Czech filmmaker, but Ivan Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters, is also a kick-ass Slavic filmmaker. We're going to give the edge to the Slovaks, though, because they also gave us Dave Grohl, and that guy deserves a win.
0: Fair enough. I'll tell you what. (coughs) It's funny that you said... Czechoslovakia, so many times, mm-hmm. or, or variation, you know, talking about the people yeah. without a, a hint of an error at all. And then you get to ask, and that's the <laughs> word you stumble on. <laughs> 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 but that, that was, uh, I was impressed with how many times you said complex words mm-hmm. without stumbling. Exactly. Oh. Well,
2: here. hear. hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hoy hoy.
1: Ask just doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs>
2: Maybe not yours. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out a way to make that a slam on you, so I yeah. just
1: <laughs> bit the bullet and went for it. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in and throwing I yourself don't eat, on but that grenade. Just, just so everyone
2: knows. <laughs> <laughs> Seems dirty. <laughs> Seems. Seems, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see how that would be interpreted as dirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I've been... I've I've seen uh, like some up <laughs> routines now, where I guess, like uh, with the, like the TikTok generation and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like Tinder and stuff. It's almost like expect. I think we've probably talked about it before. It's like expected now. Yeah, I think it's we like talked a, about it on this podcast standard. before. Yeah, like if you don't do that, don't bother contacting me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we okay. had
0: that conversation yeah. before on this podcast. Yeah, um, I just I don't seems approve.
2: perplexing to me.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I definitely. One part of being part of this generation that I prefer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't get me wrong; like it'd be like we kind of got screwed over in our generation, as far as uh, we were after the free love period of mm-hmm. the you know '60s and, and mm-hmm. '70s. Yeah. Um, we we kind of fell right into the AIDS period, where there was mm-hmm. that big scare and things kind of, and the yeah. grunge period as yeah. well. Um, and then we were before this kind of more uh, what's the word? A uh, sex positive mm-hmm. period we're living in today, mm-hmm. but. If uh, eating ass is part of that, then <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take my generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: politely decline. Yeah, I just don't think I'm missing out on anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a giver or receiver. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't know. There's probably somebody out there that listens to be like, "Oh, you're so wrong." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw you guys. This is the last episode I listened yeah, to. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly.
1: How do you call yourself sex positive? <laughs>
0: Hey, listen, I'm sex positive and that if anybody wants to do that, I wholeheartedly, uh, you know, support their decision decision for them to do it with their consenting partner. Mm -hmm. I just won't be that consenting partner (laughs) regardless (laughs) of what my marital status is. So
1: So Act 1, Part 2. The conclusion of Act 1 begins with Blanche and Charmaine catching up on the lanai. We've now met 80% of Big Daddy Hollingsworth's seed. And if you stick around for our Golden Palace recaps, you'll get our thoughts on the final Hollingsworth there. Uh, Blanche and Charmaine are discussing their capricious youth and the shenanigans they got up to. Apparently they went skinny dipping with some local lads and Charmaine was impressed by how the water magnified their bathing suit areas. If that's true, perhaps Blanche wasn't missing out on much when she showed Lush bow the door.
2: Yeah. And then Blanche
1: <laughs> and Charmaine say their goodbyes and promise to meet up at the book signing later that day. Charmaine gives Blanche a personalized copy of her book and Blanche gives Charmaine a promise about Big Daddy's pocket watch. Yeah. Well, was it
2: later that day?
1: Uh-huh, 'Cause she read that, that
2: whole dang book, right?
1: Yeah, she's, she's yeah, that afternoon.
2: that's a pretty decent
0: sized book to read mm-hmm. in yeah. just an afternoon. Maybe it was large print. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of big words in the post bell and
2: Double space.
0: <laughs> exactly. There was one line that I enjoyed during that part that we didn't uh, mention since you don't really go over specific lines all that much. Um, but it was something where uh, uh what was the um what was the cousin's name? Magda. Yeah, it was something where Magda uh, she said She was talking about the inequities that Uh are present in our country and, you know, kind of complaining about capitalism, I guess, versus socialism, or uh, excuse me, uh, communism. Uh And Rose Rose says, sure, there are inequities, but at least we treat everybody the same. And I thought that was a funny Rose line. Yeah,
1: that's a good line. Did you have something along the same lines? No, just listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, Act 2, Part 1. Uh, act 2 starts off with the Goldens returning from exercising their capitalist rights. Apparently, Magda wasn't impressed. Uh, she was on board with Slurpees, though, so that's a win for America. She did mm-hmm. seem
2: to, uh, lo- She said they taste so real and fruit-like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: I enjoyed that. Uh, the conversation pivots to Blanche and the progress she's made on Charmaine's book. Apparently, she's as much of the fan as Magda is of beef sticks and spreadable cheese. <laughs> Uh, We transition to the Goldens arriving at the B. Dalton at Charmaine's book signing. Um, Dorothy takes Blanche's side and says that she'd be furious if Virginia wrote about her sexual history. Uh, The punchline is that it'd be a pamphlet, but I think a postcard would have been better. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Dorothy and Magda start to bicker over the availability of books. Uh, Magda doesn't much care for all the opposing points of view. She likes to have the right answer provided to her, no fuss, no muss. If you're wanting to take Magna's Ethos for a test drive, feel free to ignore Allen and Ski's ratings at the end of these episodes and <laughs> just take mine as the official point of view. <laughs> <for Sophia's laughs> choice. Life's just simpler that way. And so the first part of Act 2 ends with uh, Dorothy's Book of the Month Club recommendations for March of 1990. Uh, the first is Thomas Paine's Common Sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact about Common Sense, it wasn't a book. It was a 47-page pamphlet. Maybe that's what Sophia was going for when she commented on documenting the boots that Dorothy had knocked. (laughs) And then the second book that Dorothy recommended was Vanna White's autobiography, Vanna Speaks. Per Dorothy, it's a hell of a book. Now, I've not actually read this one, but in checking the internet to get the consensus, I did come across a Reddit thread that asked, is Vanna White's autobiography really a hell of a book? (laughs) And then the most popular response was to I Like 41 Turtles take, and they said, Yes! Double exclamation point. I read it, and it is really great. Exclamation point. She writes about her fiancé's death in a plane crash, talks about the dresses on the show, ellipses, it's fascinating, smiling face. Uh, Personally, that's enough for me. You know, it's like my father used to say, as goes I like 41 Turtles, so goes the nation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know your dad was always a big uh, proponent of that person's (laughs) opinion. Exactly.
1: He held them in high regard.
0: I know that you've been working your way through your uh, list, or at least through your... Towards your goal of reading what... Your mm-hmm. original goal is 24 books for the year, right? Yeah, yeah. You've already eclipsed that. Yeah, I'm at like 31 now, okay. 32. Is there any possibility that you'll add this book in, um, just as uh, You know, since you've got the recommendation from 41 Turtles.
1: Between what 41 Turtles told me and our next interstitial, I think I'm good. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> so, um, so our Act 2 interstitial is a little sick. Well, hold on. Before you get into Act 2, there were a couple things in there. I disagree, at least partially... Not so much that postcard would have been a good punchline. Uh-huh. I mean, the overall, the exact line was, uh, I would kill Gloria if she ever wrote a, about my sexual escapades. Mm-hmm. And then Sophia says, you'd kill your sister over a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think you need to uh, rewrite that one. <laughs> Whether or not you thought <laughs> that a different word would have been slightly better. Yeah, I think it's uh, too small of a difference to really rewrite the joke, in my opinion. Um and then, of course, there was the line about her being a, a deceitful woman whose That's only right. pleasure is in hurting people. No yeah. no offense of Sophia, yeah. which I <laughs> thought was pretty good. And
2: then Sophia, like, uh, say, slut. Yeah, <laughs> so I think like. so.
0: Now, I may actually be getting a little ahead on that. That may be in our next scene. She's like, I'm, none taken. I can't taken. remember having before or after yeah. the bookstore, but... Now you can go on into your interstitial. All right. So we're calling
1: this one uh, Vanna White, keeping it wheel. So, uh, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> so Vanna White was born in 1957 and has been co-hosting Wheel of Fortune since 1982 and is contracted to co-host through 2024. Uh, she claps approximately 606 times per episode and is in the Guinness Book of World Records for most claps. Wow. Uh, she currently earns $4 million a year uh, working at the Wheel of Fortune, uh, which is especially impressive when you consider she only works four days a month.
2: Well, she doesn't turn anything anymore, does she?
1: I don't think so. I think she just before taps she, and they yeah. flip it. Yeah, and, before
2: know. she had to at least turn the, the number or the letter out Yeah.
1: If you're wondering what Vanna does with the other 26 days of the month, uh, she's a hardcore crocheter and has her own brand of yarn. And she's also into flipping apartment buildings and houses. Uh, she flipped her own home in 2017 for $47.5 million. Wow. And I tell you all that to tell you this. I understand why the Goldens would make Vanna a punchline, because she'd yet to be recognized for the polymath that she'd eventually become. But the next time someone makes a list of the Golden Girl jokes that haven't aged well, maybe we can add their anti-Vanna bias to the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You think that 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 should be on their list? Exactly.
0: (laughs) You think that the oppression of Vanna White has (laughs) reached a boiling point and we need to go back? Exactly. They're on (laughs) the
1: wrong side of history.
2: (laughs) So... It has I didn't realize she's been recognized as as the characterized polymath. Mm-hmm. What else has she done besides crocheting and Wheel of Fortune and flipping
1: houses? Well,
2: oh, I, I guess yeah. That's three I mean, things. Is she, is she known for those things though? I know her for that. Okay. <laughs> I guess we all do
1: now. Now we've got tens of listeners who know for <laughs> That's right. Her. Yeah. <laughs> tens of people, <laughs> exactly. Right. Lord knows how many people I like. Forty one turtles has reached right. there proselytizing. And,
2: and we, like a virus, will spread this information and it will disseminate out into the, uh, the, the zeitgeist. Exactly.
0: Now, why would her unfair persecution cause you not to want to read her book? I'm <laughs> just
1: saying, like, you know, between, like, reading about the Wikipedia and trying to figure out what I was going to talk about.
0: Oh, you like, feel like you've gotten enough? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got the gist of it. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
1: So, I mean, like, I don't know. She was a kid and her mom died and she took care of her and stuff. And then her stepdad died. And I don't know. She's had some hardships.
0: I think that's the way I'm going to start looking at all books in general now. I'll be like, yeah, you know, I got the just the overall idea of the book. <laughs> I don't need to bother reading this now. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right.
1: so, we return to Act Two and find that Dorothy's at her wits end with Magda. Uh, Sophia's fine with dumping her body on the ocean. Hmm. Uh, it turns out Dorothy is upset because she feels Magda's been brainwashed by the communist ideology. Sophia is an anti communist because of her fascist upbringing, but at least she has an ethos. Uh, Blanche shows up, and Charmaine is glad to see her. Blanche is not as thrilled to see Charmaine as she'd been earlier in the episode. The smutty sections of Charmaine's book have apparently rubbed Blanche the wrong way. I guess she didn't appreciate being reduced to a collection of perverse sexual acts. And Act Two ends with a group of Americans exercising their rights under capitalism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a line in there and I don't remember what the context was um, and maybe one of you two might remember since you I assume both watched it again recently mm-hmm. um, but there was a line she said she made, uh, she made Mrs. she made Mrs. Doolittle look like a morphine addict mm-hmm. do you know what oh it is?
2: yeah was talking about her
1: doll So.
0: oh that's right uh, yeah, within,
2: the within the context of the episode we find out that uh, Dorothy is holding a torch where she's really got this grudge against her sister, mm. who apparently that's had ruined her favorite favorite doll, right? And, and she like made it so the eyes could never close again, mm. looking like a morphine addict.
0: That's right. So and that's what's coming up next. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, so I'm still just slightly ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, fellas. That's okay. Well, well, your your recaps are a little rapid sometimes, uh-huh. and so you know I don't know if like I missed something uh-huh. in the in the process. So I, yeah. I'm sorry though that I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. I come from the uh, "wham-bam, thank you, ma'am" school of recapping. That's what I've heard. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh-huh. So, so strap in and feel the recap. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: like you that? Feel yeah, I
0: did. Uh, reminds me of one of my favorite Simpsons lines, where uh, Homer decides to change his name yeah, to Max Power. It, it, that's exactly where <laughs> it came from. It's yeah. <laughs> like Max Power. I can't remember exactly the whole line, but he's like, "With Max Power, you." Uh, Whatever, strap in and feel the G's. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's exactly what I was going for. That with was that. excellent. So, our third act begins with uh, Charmaine reaching out um, to touch Blanche. Alas, the younger Devereux won't come to the phone. Uh, Blanche equates Charmaine to Sophia, but with less closet defecation. Sophia's not <laughs> offended, but she does slut shame Blanche just because. Uh, Dorothy then begins to talk about some doll she had growing up and how her sister Gloria broke Mm. it. In all honesty, it's an annoying bit of commentary that continues throughout this act, and I don't plan on mentioning it again. (laughs) I think the premise had potential, but they'd have needed to replace Gloria with Phil to make it work. Mm. And on the other hand, uh, Rose tells a delightful story about leaving St. Olaf and visiting their sister city, St. Gustav. I believe we've heard of St. Gustav previously. It's where the plane ride ends and the toboggans begin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rose tells about how she was caught in the rain, and after being advised that it's possible to come inside during such an event, she returned to St. Olaf as a conquering hero. Uh, Magda listens to the Goldens discuss their siblings, and we learn that apparently in Czechoslovakia, Snitches Do Not Fear Stitches (laughs) Act (laughs) 2 ends with us wondering uh, why we should care about Magda after she had her own sister hauled off to a gulag. And then we've got a little interstitial. Yeah, go for okay, it. calling this one uh, Mercer, Mercer, Me. Okay. And the episode's primary guest star is Marion Mercer. On screen, she hit up all the usual haunts for a Golden Girls guest star, Mary mm-hmm. Hartman, Mary Hartman, Mama's Family, Benson, and Susan Thomas's other 80s hits, It's a Living. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before her screen career really took off, uh, she played Blanche DuBois in a 1967-68 repertory production of A Streetcar Named Desire. That's yet another connection to Tennessee Williams, the poor man's Charmaine Hollingsworth. Very nice. And then uh, Act 3, Part 2. The final moments of this episode start off with Sophia singing. Uh, She's interrupted when Magda announces that she's fleeing America for Czechoslovakia. Magda says that Rose has inspired her to be the change, and Rose is glad to hear that she's made a difference in someone's life. Again, we're we're left to wonder how good of a grief counselor Rose could have been. Uh, Charmaine arrives to pick up Big Daddy's pocket watch. Her and Blanche have a heart-to-heart and it's decided that all the tawdry tales in Charmaine's book were about Charmaine and not about Blanche. Apparently the Hollingsworth bloodline, uh, the slut gene is dominant. <laughs> and the episode ends with Big Daddy's little girls fixing their makeup in the mirror above Blanche's bed.
0: There was a couple... I like of, that, actually, that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a cute ending, or a funny ending. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a couple lines there in that last act that I enjoyed, or at least last scene, I yeah. think it was. Uh, there was a part when Magda had to you know, mention that she was leaving. Yeah. And I like that uh, Sophia said, Dorothy, move the coffee table. I want to do a cartwheel. <laughs> Just the imagery of her doing a cartwheel, yeah, yeah. I, I, nice. I liked.
1: If they'd have shown that, it would have been the same stunt double they use for a rose dance. <laughs> <Right>? Probably so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then uh, I like to where Blanche she says when she's you know confronting Charmaine about the book, mm-hmm. she says uh, that book just drips Blanche Devereaux. Only the names of the only the names have been changed to protect the satisfied. Yeah. I thought that was a solid line. Well, then
2: uh, <coughs> there's a portion where where uh, Rose was talking about her story helping uh, Magda make the decision to go back to Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. and uh, she started saying, you know, I said to, said to myself last night that I was never going to tell another story again. Mm-hmm. And you could see for a brief moment that uh, the girls were like, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then dashed. Right. And she's like, but see, these stories help people. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Rose's stories make her a hero. <laughs>
2: uh, <so. laughs>
0: I feel like if I were a friend of Rose, that would be one of my favorite things about her. Would Probably, be her yeah. story. I don't think I'd <laughs> ever be annoyed by them. Yeah. I think I'd enjoy every one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess I, I enjoy a storyteller. That's, that's why you and I are friends, Brent. That's right. There you go. But in fairness, though, you don't force your stories on people. Correct. You yeah. let them come naturally. Exactly.
1: Exactly. They're all germane to whatever's going on.
0: And I don't think I've ever heard you try to teach me a lesson using a story either. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. may be yeah. something that would bother me. Exactly. If I, I felt try. like you're trying to show me the way to live through yeah. your life's history. I try to show yeah. you the way through who sarcasm. Would ever, and right. Who would ever do that? Like,
2: right. Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyways, um, well, we did have two guest actors. I really don't need to go over Marion Mercer all that much because uh, you pretty much covered her. Uh, mm. Magda, uh, sixty-seven titles is their only Golden Girls. Uh, Brent already covered her biggest, uh, mm-hmm. her biggest credits. But
2: no Star Trek, you said, right?
0: Not, not for, uh, not for Marion. Yeah. But uh, Barbara Babcock, mm-hmm. Char- Charmaine, she had hundred and seven titles for her name. This is her only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Most known for her uh, time on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, where she played Dorothy Jennings. Mm-hmm. Um, she also was in 17 episodes of a Hill Street Blues and 16 episodes of Dallas. But what I found most interesting is that she was in six episodes of Star Trek as seven different characters. So really? <laughs> Yeah, many of them, she was a voice on Star Trek. Gotcha. So I'm thinking that she must okay. have been, like, on the intercom. Maybe she must have mm-hmm. worked for the show or something like Maybe, that. Uh, and they're probably. like, oh, we need somebody. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, Barbara, come on over here and yeah, record yeah. this for us, but... I did think it was interesting. good voice choice. I'd oh. have to wonder how many people she may have a record of some kind of different Star Trek characters that one person has yeah. uh, portrayed. Maybe, um, but anyways. But those Maybe are that's only two. on the screen or something, though. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure um, there'd be some sort of a thing like that. But still, she's yeah. credited with seven different characters that she's uh, portrayed mm-hmm. in that one way, or shape, or form. That ain't nothing. Yep. And I think that some of those were on screen, but most of them were voices.
2: So you probably got paid more than us for each one of those. Oh, well, I'm sure.
0: Uh, well, actually, I don't know. Because these were back in the old... These are all the original Star Trek as well. Okay. So, yeah, I would imagine... If she drew a check. She got paid, which is more than us. Oh, well, you mean for this podcast? <laughs> yes, yes. Certainly more than this podcast. And more than you'll ever be paid for it's this podcast. So I don't know. We should start a Patreon on our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they'd be call it the a Patreon ones... exclusive and see how you would pay to find out the, <laughs> the <results>. actual score. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That'd be a shit thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that would be sad is how few people would care. <laughs> <laughs> you but, have like
2: three subscribers, I bet. Right, yeah. I, I imagine. So three, four, or five.
1: Mm-hmm. How annoyed would you be if I went back and listened to the episodes and did the math myself and just posted it on the Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the very last one... Hashtag, fuck you, Alan.
0: <laughs> you would just have to listen to the episode, because when we get down to the very end, it's going to be a majority rules um, in a head-to-head type of gotcha. competition. So it won't just be the highest score. Oh, okay. We'll revisit the top scores. What he's telling
2: you is that you'll be able to figure it out on your own later on. Right. right. Yeah. You, you can just post It'll it. will be more obvious. <laughs> you don't have
0: to do nearly the legwork. <laughs> exactly. I had to save
1: all your people $5. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how would you feel if, uh, one of your posts, you know, like on Instagram, you did a recent one that was very well received mm-hmm. um, by the standards of your other, I think all yours have been well received, but your, uh, I, I stand by that your absolute refusal to put hashtags of any kind in uh-huh. has held your numbers down a uh-huh. bit from where they deserve to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering how you would feel if you're like, wow, this one got a lot of hits and you realize <laughs> that I went in and edited it and added <laughs> a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so It's funny you
1: mentioned that for two reasons. Um, So the one I did the other day, Mondays, um, it was the one for um, whatever the episode was. It was the picture of Rose and she's wearing the inflatable pants. Yeah, yes. you know the vacuum slacks. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I think I sent you guys a text that we may hit double digits, mm-hmm. you know. And we ended up with like twenty four likes. Oh you know? wow! And I think we got like another six followers as well. Yeah. So something happened on that one, which is our biggest one. And then like been doing like Mondays and Thursdays, but like today I had nothing that was even close to you know was good. And I was it's like, all I about the puffy pants? I man. was like, I don't want to dr- withdraw because maybe we'll get 25, 26. Oh, right. So I'm just gonna <laughs> let that ride for another day, but uh, my wife had commented on that, and she'd mentioned, you know, you need to start using the hashtags, and I, you know, did my spiel about how, you know, I'm opposed to it, I'm not going to feed the algorithm, and how we're going to, you know, succeed based upon the content, and not some, you know, computer-generated mimicry <laughs> or whatever, and um, and then she's like, no, it's easy. You just do the hashtags. And then she's like, hashtag Sophia's Choice <laughs> hashtag. And then she like went on this tear where she was just making up hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> on her post. Yeah, well, yeah, just saying them aloud. You know, <laughs> okay. hashtag Sophia's Choice hashtag new episode. Hashtag, um, you know, Alan did the recap hashtag. You know, just going right. on and on and on. <laughs> it was really good. It was really impressive. And I got a kick out of it. <laughs>
0: But you didn't add the hashtags? No, God, no. <laughs> God, no. no. Fight the I d- system.
1: I did get, um. so we've got, you know, various, you know, Golden Girls podcasts who follow us and mm-hmm. stuff. And we follow a few of them as well. Yeah. Um, but, like, on my personal account, um, one of those other Golden Girl podcasts started to follow me. Or similar request to follow me, and so I accepted it or whatever. And I was like, man, Alan's going to be mad if they try to poach me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad if they try. I'm flattered (laughs) if they try. It's only if they succeed that I get mad. (laughs) And then I'm not mad at them, I'm mad at you, just to be clear. (laughs) Thanks, but
1: no thanks, but I'm spoken for. (laughs) But no, they didn't. So I don't know how I ended up on their radar or whatever, but yeah. no, they did not message me or like, <laughs> I know it's you. <laughs> that would be a real weird thing, to, especially if they just sent you that message. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tell Cassidy I said hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, and they may have because I think maybe I liked a picture or something at some point. Maybe yeah. Got me that way. I don't know. <laughs> It just sounds funny. Like they got me, <laughs> Cracked exactly. me safe. down. They cracked the case. <laughs> you, start, you start getting
2: emails from in your like personal email or uh, right, exactly. then
1: work email.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, boy, that would be weird if you got a message on your work email. I don't even know what your work email is. I don't even know the name of the company you work for <laughs> offhand. I I think I do, but I'm not positive yeah. enough to say like, oh, this is it. But yeah. Anyways, uh, anywho. Well so Ski, who got your MVP for this episode?
2: Uh actually I think I'm giving it to Magda.
0: Mm, really? Okay. Yeah.
2: I liked her just as a character. I thought she was funny and uh I almost liked her negativity in certain ways. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. It was funny to me. Uh, I mean, I could, at least.
0: I could consider Magna just for not being Stan, <laughs> but uh, but she didn't get that for me. Um, yeah. How about for you, Brent, who got your MVP? Uh, Rose. Um, I liked her story about going to St. Gustav, uh, you know, the town that never naps. Right. Um, I just enjoyed the whole thing. Why so. went with Sophia? Um, I, I thought that she was... Had the most funny lines. There wasn't anybody that really stood out to me as far as yeah. having a great yeah. episode. It was yeah. a bit of a struggle to pick one. There's mm-hmm. a
2: lot of characters.
0: Yeah. There's quite a few of them. It's nice when it's a struggle to pick one because there's so many good performances. Uh-huh. It's yeah. kind of sad when it's a struggle because none of them stand out. <laughs> yeah, being yeah. Pretty, really great. But uh, how many slices? Well, you did- could
2: pick Stan because he wasn't there. <laughs> 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 yeah, you'd be a Stan for not
1: showing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Herb Edelman. <laughs>
0: So, how many uh, slices did this one get for you, Ski?
2: I think you was a six and a half. Wow, six and a half. I I, kinda, I liked, I don't know, I liked a lot of the lines.
0: I didn't care for the episode that much. I, I thought it was okay. I gave it a three and a half. That's uh, what I was thinking. It was three and a half. But. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of conflict, which I'm not, you know, a huge fan mm-hmm. of, and uh, a lot. Not a, I didn't think the comedy was great. I thought there were some good lines here and there, yeah. but it wasn't one that, you know, really uh, oh, man. S- stood out in my opinion. So. Yeah. I'm sorry that me and Brent both had to shit on your uh, yeah. your rating.
2: I like I like I think it also comes in. I like the uh, the two guest actresses. I like them in a lot of other things they've done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was probably a little bit colored by that. Do
1: you like It's a Living? Is that a show you watched growing up?
2: Fresh, I don't recognize the title. It's about a
1: group of waitresses uh, working in like a little fancy restaurant. There's a piano player and.
0: Cook I mean, I remember the show, but I don't remember watching it. Um, Man, I more think more I than, do remember that. Like, I think two. Crystal Bernard showed up in the later seasons. and it Sounds really familiar. i was a, have to
2: look it up. but like I It think was I, in
1: syndication, like the same time as Mom's I can, Family. I, I kind of picture
2: back. it in my head.
1: Mm-hmm. They had like I, little like French maid yes, waitress outfits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I did watch that occasionally. Uh, Mary Mercer didn't wear one of those. She wore like a fancy gown.
2: Yeah. I think I've seen her more in uh, I, I was going to say, I think I've seen some uh, replays of that on YouTube, mm-hmm. like, just a little skits here and there. Yeah,
0: I just don't like that they stole their name from the Flintstones joke. It's a living. Yeah, because uh, yeah. that was like one of their classic ones. Was, you know, there'd be like a bird who.
2: It's you know, a living. Yeah, huh?
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like you let people defecate
0: in your mouth. <laughs> it's <a> living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, well, uh, so yeah, we got our ratings, we got our MVPs, uh, we got a solid recap by Brent. I, I I think we're uh, pretty much ready to, to say, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.